This past couple of years has really underscored our need for people, hasn't it? We are absolutely not called to go it alone in this world. We need our church family, and honestly, we need our homeschool family as well. None can understand and walk with us the way other homeschoolers can. That's one reason David and I feel so compelled to keep producing events to bring families physically together while we're also producing resources all year long to try to walk alongside you as you homeschool and parent your children. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. On today's show, I'm joined by Sonia Schaefer, who's a veteran homeschool mama, a favorite Teach Them Diligently speaker from the very beginning, and the creator of the Simply Charlotte Mason Resources. Sonia has been an encouragement and blessing to all who've heard her speak as she shares practical information about everything from a Charlotte Mason education, to homeschooling in general, to organizing your days and your thoughts. You are in for a real treat today as we talk about the value of community. But we also took a walk back in time to talk about the way homeschooling has changed over the last 25 years. You'll find it helpful to see the benefits and challenges all the progress we've made has ushered in. Before we dive in though, I want to take just a minute to thank our sponsor for today's episode. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible largely through the partnership we have with our sponsors. We're all in this together, right? And Alpha Omega Publications is committed to providing homeschool families excellent resources to teach our children well. One of AOP's greatest accomplishments is providing families with quality education from preschool all the way through high school. Your child's love of learning is important, which is why they strive to create exceptional curriculum that makes it easy and fun to study God's incredible creation. It's not too late to start your school year with AOP curriculum. Plus, AOP's Back to Homeschool sale has been extended, so you can save 20% in September. With thousands of items on sale, you're guaranteed to find the products you like at a price you'll love. Call 1-800-622-3070 or shop online today at aop.com. So be sure to check out their Back to Homeschool sale. I'll link that in the show notes for today's episode. And now, without further ado, let's dive right into my conversation with Sonia Schaefer. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome back to another edition of the Homeschooling Family Podcast. I am really, really excited to have Sonia Schaefer of Simply Charlotte Mason visiting with us today. Um, Sonia is one of those ladies that I could literally talk about anything with, and we have talked about a lot of things <laughs> through the years. Um, but Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and and while you're at it, a little bit about Simply Charlotte Mason and you know what kind of led you to to start that? I'd be happy to. It's so good to be with you, Leslie. And with all of the listeners today, um, I have been uh, homeschooling for about 25 years. I have four daughters and I've graduated three. My youngest is 23 years old. That's hard to believe now, Leslie. Mm -hmm. Um, You've seen her at conventions. You know her. But she has special needs. And so we are still homeschooling her. She's at about maybe a second or third grade level in some subjects. So I feel like I'm still in the trenches with everybody. Mm -hmm. And we've used Charlotte Mason methods from the beginning 
And over the years, as I've been studying more and and learning more about those methods and philosophy and implementing more, um, just people started asking me more and more questions about Charlotte Mason. And a friend of mine, Karen Smith, was also doing Charlotte Mason at the same time I was. And we just kept getting all these questions. So we put our heads together and said, you know, we should just create a website that would put our ideas up there so we don't have to remember the answers to all these questions all the time. And we could just remember the URL, you know, (laughs) tell everybody to go there. And so her husband was a web technician. And so I remember telling him, Doug, I only need five pages. That's all I need. Just five pages will cover everything. And that was 16 years ago. Wow. Um, We have lots more than five pages now, and it has just grown. We've been able to help thousands of families around the world, which is just amazing. And um, it, I guess I refer, I refer to Simply Charlotte Mason often, tongue-in-cheek, as a hobby that's gotten out of control. <laughs> but it's well, such a blessing. It is. And we were just talking before we got on about how out of control it has actually gotten. I think you were um, you were referring to a, a, a boulder kind of coming after you that you're running away from there. Very Indiana yeah, Jones ish. <laughs> some days it seems like, you know, you're just trying to stay ahead, stay ahead of this thing that's coming down the pipe, like a tidal wave coming at you, if I can change the metaphor, you know. Exactly. But, um, But we've learned so much over the years, you know, how it is, Leslie, that the Lord puts you into situations where you just need to depend on him more and Mm. more, because that's where he wants his children to be. That's the safest place and the best place we can be. And and I think it's not like that only for you and me. I think it's like that for a lot of homeschoolers. We feel like that. I'm not going to say even if you are just homeschooling, because it's a huge responsibility yeah. and a huge ministry. But so many moments in that time, we feel like we're just trying to stay ahead. We're just trying to hmm. to do what we can, you know, run, 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 try and stay ahead of it. And the Lord is right there with us. He just wants us to run to him, I yeah. guess to keep that picture in mind. We're not just running away from the boulders. We just need to press in more to him because that's where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. I could not agree more. Um, But I was wondering or kind of thinking as you were talking, you mentioned that you had started 25 years ago, which is just awesome. But I think it would be so interesting to hear some of the differences between when you started and where we are now. And one of the things that I was really thinking of is kind of with that bolder idea, things, there was a lot less available back then. How did that impact what you were able to do and the pressure that you felt to do it all? There was a lot less available back then. I mean, this was before the internet Hmm. and before really email was just kind of around So when I first learned about homeschooling, I was able to go to a state, a local state convention, and that's where I first heard about the Charlotte Mason method. Somebody just gave a paragraph about it in one workshop, and that was it. But it really piqued my interest. So what do I do now? You know, I couldn't 
go look it up on Google. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. Karen and I were in this together and we were both <laughs> looking at each other going, what do we do now? So we found, happily, we found a couple of books from two Charlotte Mason, um, I'm not going to say founding mothers, but they I feel like they were the mentors back when it first came to the States. Hmm. And that was Karen Andriola and Catherine Levison. They both had books available. So we happily found those in the exhibit hall there and started reading and trying to learn. But we really had just each other to bounce ideas back and forth with. There was a support group in my area, but it was just a general homeschool support group. Now, don't get me wrong. The support that they gave me was wonderful, especially as I was just starting out and wasn't sure, you know, what I was doing necessarily. I, I had an elementary education degree, but as most people who have those degrees will tell you, that doesn't really prepare you for homeschooling. <laughs> I've it, heard sometimes it, it's a little bit of a stumbling block to homeschooling. It can be because so yeah. much of my training is on classroom management, right. which, you know, when you're when you got the preschooler on your hip and the laundry's buzzing and your kid just made a mess on the floor and you're trying to teach your other one how to how to read. Those lessons just go out the window. You know, hmm. classroom management means nothing in those moments. Right. So. So I did feel like I really just wanted to see other homeschoolers. It's like, okay, are we weird? What what are we like? And looking at these older moms who had been doing it, it wasn't even just looking at how they homeschool, because I was doing a different method, but just looking at them as mothers and as fellow sisters in Christ and seeing, yes, it can be done. Yes, they still have their sanity. Yes, they still enjoy their children. And they were discipling me as to viewing homeschooling as a lifestyle, as a ministry with my children, a way to disciple them mm -hmm. more than just academics. So that was huge, being able to connect with that group. That was about all I had was the books and that group. Hmm. So it was it, in a way, those of us who have been doing this for a long time, we almost felt like pioneers in some sense. So you do feel somewhat isolated. But when you can find those little pockets of encouragement, they mean so much. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, how was, you know, not having access? And, and this is more of a question for just kind of your opinion, really. Mm -hmm. Back when there was not access to you know, six trillion different points of view and resources and, you know, blogs and articles and all these things. Do you think that in a way that that more simple time, I know that there were, it was harder because it was harder to find things. It was, I'm sure that there was a confidence issue and all that like we have today. But, but do you think that this barrage of all news, the new stuff, the new access, is that, is that entirely a good thing? Is that a mixed bag? Kind of how do you see how do you see the difference there between when you started and where we stand? I think back when we were starting and we did not have the internet or social media or all of this flood of information that 
can easily become overwhelming if you're not careful with it. Back when we did not have that flood at the gates, as it were, things were a bit simpler. We took more time to think about what are we trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Well, let me put it this way. Limitations can really spark creativity. You know, if if you have these limitations, that's when your mind really starts working overtime and you come up with, why am I doing this? You really dig deeper into it and you look at it from different angles. So it, it sparked a lot of creativity. On the other hand, especially with my special needs daughter, she came around, uh, she was born in 98. So we were starting to get the internet. And that was a huge help because I didn't know anybody else who had that type of special needs in their family. So being able to access the information and research it is a huge blessing. Absolutely. You've got, you've got two sides to that coin. One side is having access to information and to resources that you wouldn't know about otherwise. That's a huge blessing. On the other hand, having access to so many options can be overwhelming. Right. So I think it's a matter of knowing where your boundaries are, knowing where your overwhelming point is going to be, and intentionally taking that time to shut off those outside voices Hmm. and sit and think those deep thoughts about why am I doing this? What am I really trying to accomplish? How do I think I might be able to? And then go see what else you can find after you've already done the studying and the thinking yourself. Right. To at least get it started. Spending time in prayer, asking the Lord to guide your thoughts, to give you wisdom to be able to disciple each child as a person Hmm. and then go find something that will help you accomplish that plan rather than coming at it with, okay, somebody tell me what to do. Right. Um, Right. And, and not having the background thoughts. I think that's where it can become more of a hindrance than a help. Well, and I think just like you were noting, absolutely understanding why you're doing what you're doing is going to help direct it. What is your mission? What are you going for? That's going to help direct what you're looking for. And then again, just like you, like you noted before, approaching every child with prayer and seeking the answers to the specific questions that God gives you regarding that child, rather than just opening your browser and searching homeschool, you know, oh, there's there's so many hits that yeah. come up because so many people are talking about it and the growth of the demographic and and all of these new resources and new things getting infused in. Um, I if you will just take the time and we talk about this all the time at at Teach Them Diligently, you guys do too. Know why you're doing what you're doing and then allow that mission to influence every other decision you make. It's a much clearer path that you're walking at that point. Absolutely. And it's, you need to know what you're walking toward. Yes. Um, I talk with a lot of moms today who it seems like they know what they're walking away from. This is what I don't want. So I am going to homeschool. But they haven't yet crystallized in their imaginations, in their mind's eye, 
that compelling idea of what they're walking toward. Mm. And I think that's really important to be that that proactive rather than just reactive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Know, know what your destination is going to be. What is the Lord calling you to get your children to? And, and even as, you know, I answer this question a lot when people are talking about high school is, you know, are your kids on a college prep track or are they not on a college prep track? And that just even little questions, like, well, not little, even, you know, isolated questions like that. That's not necessarily your big mission. That's how that mission influences that child. Um, yes. And so, you know, answering and knowing the answers to those individual questions about each one is going to help direct you in what course of study and how you're going to approach things and, and all of those. Um, so it's so, so important to understand that. The other thing that I think is is becoming increasingly important in this day and age with culture just shifting so quickly um, and and becoming more difficult, honestly, to walk the way that that Christians should be walking um, is to surround yourself with support. Now we do have access to an awful lot of that. Um, how, you know, kind of when we fast forward to our current world, Sonia, how important do you think it is for families to be plugged in with groups of some sort or other individuals of some sort that can walk alongside them? I think it's very important. Uh, if you if you just take a step back and look at God's model for the church, he does not, he did not set things up so that each Christian was a lone ranger. Mm. He, he knows the importance of having people beside you who can share your joys, share your sorrows, who have like-mindedness, who have the same philosophy and beliefs. I'm speaking in general terms, but the principles are the same and since, especially since homeschooling is, in my mind, a form of discipling your children, mm. one way to disciple them, that same model seems like it would make sense to surround yourself with like-minded people who can speak into your life and encourage you, who can speak into the lives of your children and show them, yeah, it's not just mom and dad. Yep who think this way. There are others. We all need that encouragement. And I think it goes two ways. We also need that outlet to encourage others. Right. And show that model to our children. Well, and and even if you look at kind of a Titus 2 model where you need to be surrounding yourselves with those who have gone before you, those that can, can encourage and, and kind of give you insight into the stage that you're in. But also, you're ahead of somebody. You are yes. either with with your children are older or you've been in it longer or whatever. There is still someone else that you can reach back and bring along with you. And when we're tied into groups like that, it allows us to exercise both of those. And it's such a healthy way to grow as a believer, grow as a mom, grow as a dad, uh, grow as a homeschool family, and to model that for our children so that that is just commonplace for them as they get older and take on these new roles. I agree totally. And another aspect of this, if as we're comparing it to the church, is also that you have different gifts, different mm -hmm. talents, different interests. And in a in a homeschool group of homeschool moms and dads, you're going to have different people who bring different 
talents to the table and different interests to the table. So maybe my weak area is this other person's strong area Mm. and they can shore that up and we can share the, the load as it were so that they can take some of the teaching and the encouragement of their strong area and feed that into my kids. And I can take some of my strong area and feed it into their kids. So it's this mutual helping all the way. Um, So it includes the kids as well as the parents. It's just a beautiful thing. It really is. And it strengthens all parties, or it should strengthen all parties. And, you know, we're not going to pretend like there are never issues <laughs> within groups. Of course not. But yeah. ideally, ideally, this is a way that you can grow together, even when friction comes in, even when you're having to overcome obstacles or disagreements or whatever. All of that is is enabling you to grow as a family, is giving you great topics of conversation with your children, because then you're teaching them how to problem solve and to, to, um, to really lean into those relationships when times get hard. Um, and, and all of that is just a very healthy way to grow together. Absolutely. That's a whole nother aspect of discipleship that can be given to our children. Yes, we're going to teach them biblical conflict resolution with their siblings, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't know about your kids, but mine sometimes every once in a while would need some help with conflict resolution (laughs) in the home. So we have that aspect, but there's almost a whole nother layer to it when you're working with people outside the home Mm -hmm. and they're different personalities and you don't know them as well as you know your sibling. And so you are growing and learning in biblical conflict resolution, in biblical fellowship and discipling each other. All of that is just a whole nother layer of preparing our children for life as an adult in God's family. Yep. Yep. Well, and I think another, uh, another real benefit of this is, and, and also of attending events like teach them diligently or your, your retreats and such is you, you're able to see that you're not alone. You're able to see that there are others that are making these same choices because Satan would love to isolate us and, and get us thinking that we're the only ones and nobody understands and all of this stuff. And when you are visibly surrounded by all of these other people who are going in a very similar direction as you, that's a hard lie for him to sell. I agree. And we can, he wants to sell us a substitute, Mm -hmm. a watered down substitute of, but I go on YouTube or I see all these (laughs) other bloggers and they're homeschoolers. So I know I'm not alone, but that's mentally, you know, that's holding it at arm's length. This is something I know in my brain. I know this in my mind. But I think when we get to the events, like the Teach Them Diligently conventions and and our retreats at Simply Charlotte Mason, those events are where it really grips the heart, Mm -hmm. where, where it becomes real on a much more personal level. And you're able to minister to each other in the moment, even just catching somebody's eye. And now you've got this instant connection over Mm -hmm. what was just said. And Mm -hmm. now you're starting this whole new relationship and a whole new friendship, maybe. 
um, those moments are priceless. And that is that is why God encourages us, you know, to keep meeting together in person. Exactly. Yes. All of all of the technology is very helpful, but it is not a good replacement for that in-person heart-to-heart connections that just happen spontaneously in the moment. And let us know, as you said, you're not alone and and letting others know that they're not alone. It just knits your hearts together in a way that nothing else can. Oh, it really does. And and one of the things, since you kind of brought up that forsaking uh, getting together concept that Hebrews tells us about, as I was studying that one time for a ladies event, that forsaking means basically means if you're not there, you're leaving someone in a lurch. And I think that when you Mm. kind of apply that to a homeschool community scenario, if you aren't participating, there is somebody who needs those skills and that what God has put in your hand. If you're not letting it out there, if you're not having those conversations with younger moms, with older moms, if you're not participating in that way, your absence is leaving someone in a lurch. It's not giving them the support that they need. And that's just another example of how God wants to use you right where you are, even in ways that you may not have thought about it. Um, but it is life giving to plug in like that. Um, and and again, whether you're you're having a conversation, and you feel like you're the mint mint. T, the, the one who's being mentored, <laughs> your your energy and your enthusiasm and your actual asking those questions is life-giving to that older mom who gets to remember all of this stuff when her kids were younger and who gets to live through that again. And then who gets to, to realize that God is using those hard experiences that she had to allow her to help you not stub your toe on the same thing. And then you're going to experience that going backwards. And, you know, it's just a really beautiful way that God takes exactly what he's equipped you to do and he puts it into service, which I promise, I promise, I promise will make you so much more enthused about what he's called you to do in the long run. Absolutely. It's it's seeing 2 Corinthians 1 come to in, in alive in front of your eyes that hmm. that the, the comfort that God has given you in your hard times, now you can use that to comfort others, yeah. that, that your suffering is never for nothing that the hard times and the trials that you go through are being worked together for good. And when you can make that connection with another mom, whether that person is older or younger than you, whether that person is spiritually older or younger than you, making that one-to-one connection in that moment is just, it, it, like you said, it, it kindles that fire within yes. you. It's like, I can see now how God is making these scriptures happen. This is just as he said it would be. And that encourages you to remain faithful, to keep walking tightly, holding to his hand in whatever circumstance he has put you, as well as it sharpens the iron, you know, iron sharpening iron. Mm. It, It sharpens that other mom to prepare her. Maybe she's in a trial right now. Maybe she's about to enter one and doesn't know it yet. But the Lord's going to use your words to encourage her in that, to keep her going as well. So yeah. I just love how the Lord set this up. This, the idea of community is a two-way, well, not even a two-way street, Leslie. It's, 
it's a multi-lane it's highway. It's an all-way, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just all these connections that can be made with all these different hearts going back and forth if we just allow ourselves to form those connections and to be authentic with each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always a temptation when you enter a, a community to put on a mask and, you know, I want to look like I have it all together. Well, we all do not have it all together. I'm raising my hand. Yep. And, and only as we take off those masks and relate to each other on that real level, on that deep heart level, or it doesn't even have to be a deep heart. It could just be, you're looking great today. Hmm. I love how you did your hair today or anything like that. I love that yep. blouse. You know how that just speaks to some of our hearts, you know? It does. It just it, can encourage us. It's like, oh yeah, my baby stood up on that shirt and I changed yeah. my shirt and she <laughs> likes this. You know, I mean, little things like that can just be that encouragement to keep us going. And it goes both ways. It goes mm-hmm. all ways to keep us enlivened, to keep us... Um, I'm trying to think of the word as we walk this path that the Lord has laid before us. And each of us has a different path, but it keeps us refreshed. It keeps us able to be faithful on those paths and to praise God for the way that those paths intersect so that we have that moment of encouragement. Yep. Yep. Amen. And, you know, we we've talked an awful lot about the the benefits, the relational, the spiritual, the, you know, all of these benefits of a group, but there are also, um, there are academic benefits. It really does practically help with your homeschooling. A lot of times I've been involved in a co-op for years with my kids and um, you were talking about, you know, helping with other people's weaknesses. I have never Mm -hmm. taught a high school science class. I am thankful to say, because we would not (laughs) do any of the labs in my house, I'm pretty sure. So, So I have other friends who have done a phenomenal job teaching my kids high school science classes um, through a a group that we're a part of. Um, I know that a lot of people are looking for specifically Charlotte Mason kind of focused or bent groups. Um, And I know I wanted to ask you about those in in particular, because that's kind of the the world that, that you are very much an authority in. And how would you help people who are looking, who really want to get plugged in, but they're really looking for something that is more Charlotte Mason focused? Well, I'm very excited that the Lord has laid this on our hearts the last couple of years that we want to do everything we can to help Charlotte Mason parents find each other and get Mm. connected. Um, And so just this past summer, actually, Leslie, we've been able to take the first steps towards seeing that happen. One thing that I want to mention as a great resource is a website called Charlotte Mason in Community. Dot com And it is where Charlotte Mason groups can post about their group and other people can then find them. So whether you are starting a group in an area or you're looking to join a group in an area, you can also post about uh, events, specific Charlotte Mason conferences and retreats and events. Oh, wow. It's kind of like the, you know, the 
the water cooler for Charlotte Mason yeah. people. And this is where we all gather and talk about what's what's available and what's going on. And we it was that website was around for quite a while, but it got to be too much for the person who was handling it. Mm-hmm. And so we had some ideas of how we might be able to make it a little more secure. So you're not posting your phone numbers and your addresses and your, yeah, your email addresses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so we were able to um, redo it and put that security technology in place. And so it has just now relaunched this past summer. And we are so excited that that's available. It's completely free. Anybody with a Charlotte Mason group or or if you have a living books library that you want people to know about you can post it there that is going to be a great place for people to find each other oh that's awesome and then yeah well we also wanted to make some resources available to help especially group leaders we know that as a co-op leader as a support group leader um, it, it can be a heavy burden when you take that on in addition to homeschooling your own children. It can be a blessing, but it can also be a challenge. And we especially wanted to support those leaders of groups or those who feel called to start a group. So we've started making some resources available that of lesson plans that you can use in a group setting of Charlotte Mason stuff. Like if you want to use um, picture studies with your group, we now have lesson plans that say how you can take our picture study portfolio and use it in a group setting. So we have those for the picture study, music study. We have nature study ideas. Um, we just all kinds of stuff. And if you, if you want the really easy one, you know, you can grab those courses just a la carte whatever fits your group. But if you want to start a group from scratch, we have a special uh, season bundle that already has a schedule in it, already has all the lesson plans in it. You can just grab it. You've got 12 different gatherings of material already put together for you. Coming from a Charlotte Mason perspective and using Charlotte Mason materials. And then one more thing I just want to touch on if you do want to start a group, but you want to, you would just love to sit down and talk to people who have already done Charlotte Mason groups and, you know, pick their brain and get their advice. We've put together a video course that does just that. Hmm. Uh, we sat down with several existing group members, or, sorry, group leaders and just ask them to tell us about their experiences, what advice, what counsel they would give in all kinds, all aspects of leading the group. And that course is available. There are some free videos. So you can get a feel for it and a taste of it. But if you want to dig deep, we've got the course with the uh, corresponding notebook. It also comes with a whole packet of beautiful forms and templates so Mm. you don't have to create all of those yourself you know registration form and the bylaws and the mission statement and coming up with how do you figure out the fees and the you know the fee worksheets and things like that that's all in that forms and templates and that's part of the course as well so we're excited about this first step into helping charlotte mason enthusiasts find each other 
and get connected with each other to form specifically Charlotte Mason groups. And I know that there are many already in existence and we want to encourage those leaders and Hmm. give them support and help them as they make a beautiful community. Oh, that is, that is so exciting because there it's hard to find resources for group leaders. It just is. And so to be so deliberate in, in preparing those, excuse me, especially with all the nuts and bolts type stuff, the, the, sorry, the legal, I am, I'm so excited. (laughs) The, The legal information and the fee information and all of the stuff that, that most of us are just very leery of diving into. I think mm-hmm. that that is so fabulous that you are offering that. So I just want to encourage all of you that are out there listening, if the Lord has been kind of prompting this urge in your heart to get involved, to do something, check this out. This may be the exact amount of equipping that you need to have confidence in stepping out in that call that God is giving you to minister in your local community to families like that. So, um, Sonia, why don't you tell us where we can find all of that and where they can connect with you? I will link all of this in the show notes to make it super easy, but it's a lot easier if you hear it from, from straight from you first, and then we'll give links to go with it. Right. The as I mentioned, the uh, the one website where you can get connected with other people, charlottemasoninCommunity.com, and then where you can find all of our resources and the video courses and all of that, go to cmtogether.com. Hmm. All right, I'm making note of that to make sure that we get all of that in there correctly. Well, Sonia, we are about out of time here. Thank you so much, though, for joining us and for sharing your heart with us. Again, it's always a joy to hang out with you. Thank you, Leslie. It's been great to chat with you. I just want to encourage all the listeners, don't try to go it alone. Mm. You know, yes, get your own thoughts. Think your own thoughts. Pray through it. The Lord's going to direct you as an individual, but it will be so much more enriching if you can connect with other like-minded homeschoolers as well. Amen. It is. And so find ways to do that. Um, Again, join us at events, get plugged in. It is such an important time to stay encouraged, to stay focused, to keep your vision ever in front of you, and then also to stay um, just in community so that you're not isolated. You're not easy pickings that yeah. you are, you are rather there's strength in numbers and don't ever lose sight of that. So definitely check out the Charlotte Mason resources, check out, teach them diligently has a lot of resources. Just find those things that fit your vision and your mission and get connected in that way. Sonia, again, I'm so grateful for your being here. Um, and everybody else, thank you for hanging out with us today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.